Well, hey there, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Off Stage Podcast. We're currently on episode 10 of our first season, the Q&A, and we just want to thank you so much for joining us today. We're so honored to have you, and we really hope that you enjoyed today's discussion. I'm joined by none other than Pastor Matt. So, Pastor Matt, for those who have not had the genuine pleasure of meeting you, could you please introduce yourself? Yes, uh, my name is Matt Malik. I'm the lead pastor of Refuge. Been serving for almost 40 years as the founding pastor, and just excited to be able to come to you and answering some of these questions that can help you grow in your walk with Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Thank you, Pastor Matt. So as we've been going through this first season, we've been asking some tough questions that were sent in by our viewers, and today's question is no different, so I'd love to hop right into it. Today's question that was sent in is, if tongues and other spiritual gifts are for today, why don't some Christians believe in them? Now, Pastor Matt, I know that the topic of spiritual gifts can be a very history-heavy and deep conversation, so I'd love to hear you unpack it a little bit. Well, there certainly is a strong biblical narrative and case for tongues and the gifts of the Spirit, and we only need to look to the Scriptures for that. I think some people that have not experienced that, uh, maybe they haven't been uh, taught uh, some of the things, maybe even taught contrary, that those gifts are not for today. But I, I believe diligent study and research will help us to see that, hey, there's something to this. Uh, in fact, 1 Corinthians 14.39 is very clear. It's, it states, So my brothers earnestly desire to prophesy, do not forbid speaking in tongues. Mm -hmm. So that actually addresses two of the gifts of the Spirit that we see listed in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And there's uh, nine gifts that are uh, mentioned in that chapter. Fantastic. So for someone who may, maybe this is even their first time hearing about or beginning to understand spiritual gifts, could we sort of back things up in scripture and look at where we start to see spiritual gifts come into play? Where where did things start out in that, in that area? Well, um, in John chapter 14, um, 15 and 16, Jesus begins to address the role of the Holy Spirit and the ministry of the Holy Spirit to his disciples. And that's as he's getting ready to go to the cross and ascend to heaven. So he's he's speaking to the disciples about how he won't be here much longer, but the Holy Spirit right. will be here for them. And he speaks of the Holy Spirit uh, as a, the promise of the Father that he would send uh, to dwell with us, to be in us, uh, in the absence of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so that whole uh, narrative is discussed. And then at the close of Luke, the last chapter in Luke, one of the last statements Jesus said was to remain in Jerusalem until you receive the promise of the Father. Mm. And then that narrative picks up in the book of Acts, where we see uh, the day of Pentecost, uh, where uh, the church was birthed. And, and with that, we see in, in Acts 2.4, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So that day was uh, the fulfillment of what Jesus had talked about. In fact, in Mark 16, Jesus, before his departure, before he ascended into heaven, he talked about tongues and, and, and that regard in Mark 16, 17. He said, and these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. And notice it says in that verse, to those who believe, not mm. just the disciples, and not just the apostles, um, not just the people in that day necessarily, 
but those who believe. In fact, in, in Acts chapter 2, verse 38, after uh, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, they began to speak in other tongues, and, and it caused a stir in the city of Jerusalem, and, and people began to gather and, um, and by the droves, in fact, like 3,000 people. And so Peter had an opportunity to seize the moment to begin to preach the gospel. And so he stands up and he begins to help bring uh, clarity to what had just occurred um, and give a reference to what was happening. And in verse 38, uh, as Peter is speaking to the crowd, he says to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Verse 39 goes on to say, for the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. So Peter was speaking generationally here uh, to the people that were listening to him at that present moment, uh, to their children uh, that were either born or yet to be born, and for those who far off, uh, was not just necessarily distance and miles, but generationally. And the promise referenced the promise of the Father was the outpouring of the Spirit, which mm. uh, those that were gathered, the 120 that were gathered in the upper room received that day. Absolutely. So Pastor Matt, you, re you read that the gifts of the Spirit are for those who believe. And, you know, I can co I can sort of speak to this a little bit personally because before coming to Refuge, I, I had no real knowledge of the gifts of the Spirit or what all it entailed. And, you know, to someone maybe reading that passage for the first time, it could sound like, okay, well, when they accept Jesus into their life, that's when they have the gifts of the Spirit. But we know that it's when they receive the filling of the Holy Spirit. So could Correct. you maybe speak to that a little bit? Well, the Holy Spirit... Uh has the capability of doing more than one function. Uh, and it's one thing to be born of the Spirit. We can be born of the Spirit and we receive the gift of eternal life, which is the most important gift that we can receive. Of course, absolutely. But then there's mention in the Scripture of being filled with the Spirit, which is another operation of the Spirit that empowers us for service. Acts 1.8 says, but we shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us mm. and we'll be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the remotest parts of the earth. So the infilling or the filling of the Holy Spirit is empowerment for service. No, I, I really appreciate those those thoughts, Pastor Matt. I think a lot of people do because you know it's not it's not a topic that's talked about a whole lot. And it's part of the reason that I I didn't know much about it before I came to refuge. But for me personally, when I came to Refuge and got involved with like the youth group and the school that we have here and all that fun stuff, uh, I had the opportunity to actually go to a camp um, with some other students for a week. And at that camp, they started talking about, you know, the, the Holy Spirit and being filled with the Spirit and what it looks like in your life and that, you know, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are in fact for today and how you have the ability when you are filled with the Holy Spirit to, to prophesy and to speak in tongues. And this was all very new to me. And, you know, understandably so, I think it can be a little bit intimidating at first, but the fact of the matter is it's that it's a gift from God. And, you know, when I started to come to this understanding, you know, I was able to to look at it in the way of, well, I know that God is all loving. He's He cares so deeply about me. He just wants to show himself to me, make himself known to me. 
that if I if I make this decision to ask the the Holy Spirit to come and fill me, it could only be a positive outcome, right? And so exactly. as I kind of took this rational approach as the teenager I was trying to understand things, um, I, I went to the front um, to the prayer team after a service at this camp and uh, they prayed over me to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and they they encouraged me to start to to try and practice these gifts and to to walk it out. And you know, it, it wasn't easy at first, and you know, I think that can be a common experience for sure. That when you when you try to let the Spirit flow through you and you try to pray in tongues, it could just be some just some little sounds coming out because you're you're trying to understand this this newfound gift from the Lord. But as you as you continue to grow in your relationship with Him, as you continue to develop closer to Him, you develop these gifts more and more. It's like the fruits of the spirit, right? The closer we are to him, the deeper our relationship and our connection goes with him, the greater we are going to grow in these fruits. And it's the same, I think, for the gifts of the spirit. So do you have any anything to maybe build off of that? Well, uh, absolutely. There's a lot I could share uh, in regards to even my personal experience and encounter with the Holy Spirit in that regard. Uh, I think so often, uh, the scripture says in Hosea 4, 6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Mm. And sometimes it's what we don't know that ends up uh, hurting us or limiting us in what we could have available for us as believers. The Holy Spirit is, is really our advocate, our friend, uh, someone that wants to have a prominent role in our life to lead us, to guide us. And the manifestation of the gift of tongues in our life is is a prayer language. It's to build us up. Uh, Jude 20 says we build ourselves up on our most holy faith by praying in the Holy Spirit. That's good. Because we're praying in a language that's of either angels or of men that we don't necessarily understand, but the Spirit of God is speaking the perfect prayer, the perfect words through us, through our vocal cords, that is addressing the situations and the circumstances concerning our life. This is absolutely a marvelous miracle that we should not deny, ignore, but we should search it out and find out, is this real? Is this something that God has for me? Personally, for me, I was raised Roman Catholic, and uh, my brother had encountered the Holy Spirit, had been filled with spirit, was speaking in other tongues. And, you know, obviously, I, I thought the guy was crazy, but he began to, to send me some literature and material to help explain it from a, a scriptural vantage point. And and I was just in awe. I said, Lord, I thought all this was for back then, mm -hmm. but this is also yeah. for today. Absolutely. And you're pouring out your spirit today. And if this is something that's real, if this is something that's genuine, I want it. And so uh, in a situation where my, my older brother, actually, his name is Mike, and he prayed over me to receive the Holy Spirit. And when he did, I mean, I can't explain the sense of presence and the sense of God's love, the sense of joy that engulfed my life. And when I began to open my mouth, these words and phrases and, and uh, syllables started coming out that was not English. Yeah. It sounded like some yeah. kind of gibberish. But yet with it, there was a joy and a sense of God's peace and power. I could not deny that this was God. Absolutely. In Luke chapter 11, it, it says, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? If you ask the Father for the Holy Spirit, 
he's not going to give you a counterfeit. In the context of that scripture, it says if a son asks his father for an egg, he's not going to give him a scorpion. If he asks for something good, he's not going to give him something that's going to harm him. Yeah. And how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So we can ask in faith and, and receive the Holy Spirit. I believe personally that it has been such an amazing a life changer for me. I would not be in the ministry today serving uh, without the Holy Spirit in my life and the role that he serves. Uh, in verse 1 in Ephesians chapter 19, the scripture reads, and I'm reading from the English Standard Version, and it happened that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul passed through the uh, inland country and came to Ephesus. There he found some disciples and said to them, and then he asked this question, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Mm -hmm. In other words, they had believed, but they had not necessarily received the Holy Spirit. That's why Paul was asking. And they said, no, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Wow. And verse 3 goes on to say, and he said to them, into them, what were you baptized? They said, into John's baptism, which then Paul goes on to say, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him, that is in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now notice this in verse 6. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they began speaking in tongues and prophesying. And there were about 12 men in all. Wow. Now, when I see that, that story, uh, I actually experienced something like that when I was in Africa. Uh, I was there in, in uh, Mambali, Uganda, and we were ministering to uh, a bunch of pastors and church leaders, and uh, we were under this tent. And, and I was, as I was praying, I felt that the Lord gave me the message to, to teach leaders how to pray with their congregations and how to receive the Holy Spirit. So I did a, a very you know, uh, you know, direct teaching from the Scripture. And at the end, I offered an invitation. If you have not received the Holy Spirit and would like to be filled with the Spirit, I'd like to invite you to come to the front, and I'm going to pray for you. And so about 70 people uh, from a crowd of about 1,000 came forward. Wow. And um, they came up to the front, and I thought, wow, this might take a long time. <laughs> so I laid my hands on the first person and I began and, and I, I shared this scripture that I just read in Luke 19 as Paul laid his hands on these uh, believers I'm going to lay my hands on you and and you believe and you receive and, and they prayed they asked the Father for the gift of the Holy Spirit so I laid my hands on the first person and they received the prayer language they received tongues praise God and I moved to the second one and I prayed for the second one, and they received the Holy Spirit. They began to speak with tongues. Before I even laid my hands on the third one, the Holy Spirit fell, and the rest of those were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And it was wow. a breakout a re a revival in, in that service. And it really set the tone because it was the opening uh, uh, service for that conference, and uh, which was followed up by uh, a, a rally of people that brought 20,000 people together, and we saw miracles, signs, and wonders. In fact, wow. there was a, uh, a witch doctor that was attending the meeting, and there was a layman that was brought up by the platform in the service, services, and 
one service, the power of God hit that the lame person and got up and walked. And the witch doctor came forward and gave her life to the Lord. Wow. And became a believer. She had three shrines uh, in her community where she was prominent in that community. She uh, actually burned those shrines Praise and God. Uh, uh, gave her heart to the Lord. It reminds me of the story of Elijah, right? With the two altars and when he called for fire from heaven and it came down to the to the altar which he had built to glorify God. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and there's a church there in Mamali today. And I know the pastor. He's he's a wonderful man of God and he's come to the States a number of times and uh but we partner with them in, in the work that they're doing there. But uh, God's so good and just um uh, there's so many testimonies of, of what we can share about the goodness of God and what he's done. Absolutely. And for uh, for those who don't know, we here at Refuge have a whole network of churches throughout the nation of Ghana, and we've established a Bible college there. And that's in large part due to the, the calling of God upon Pastor Matt's life. And so, Pastor Matt, would you want to share a little bit about Good News Africa just really quick as we, as we close things down here? Well, Good News Africa was a, a vision that was both, uh, I believe, uh, from the heart of God, for us to come alongside uh, ministers in Ghana uh, to equip them for the ministry of the gospel. And so it started out with uh, just going in there and doing leadership conferences, which uh, we actually planted a church in the nation of, of, of Ghana, Accra. And from there, we established a Bible school, which now is in seven different regions of, of that nation. And so we've graduated uh, leaders and uh, ordained ministers of the gospel through that work. And yeah, I could share a whole lot more about that, but it's it's really a great uh, mission effort that is impacting hundreds of thousands of people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you want to learn more about that, you can feel free to find all the information about Good News Africa on our website. But as we close things down here today, Pastor Matt, talking about the gifts of the spirit and how they are for today, do you have any closing thoughts you'd want to share with the people? Well, I would say uh, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. And if you see what is recorded in the scripture, uh, as a promise of God, that promise is for you. And so as you believe it, you can receive and walk into the fullness of God for your life to be equipped with everything you need to succeed, to fulfill the calling and the purpose that he's designed for you. God bless you. Thank you again for joining us today. Yes, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week. And hey, if you liked today's episode, let us know by hitting that like button down below. Please make sure to subscribe so that you can keep getting notifications about our content that we're releasing every single week, whether it's Sunday's message or it's another episode of the podcast. And if you think that this word that you heard here today could benefit someone in your life, feel free to hit that share button as well. But for right now, you just have a fantastic rest of your week and we look forward to seeing you guys next time.